This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, the podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host, Chris Lin. Today we have with us Louis Ng, Chief Commercial Officer of Carousel. Louis has years of experience in the property market in Singapore, having been at Property Guru as Managing Director, Chief Business Officer, and today he's going to walk us through property buying 101 and how property trends will affect first-time Singaporean homeowners in 2020. Welcome to the show, Lewis. Thanks, Chris. Now, many of our Singaporean listeners will know Carousel as a marketplace, but what's Carousel got to do with property? Yeah, so Chris, Carousel has been property now for about two years, and it's interesting because one of the reasons that we went into property was because we identified that there was actually demand on our platform. Our platform itself has one in four Singaporeans using it every single day and every single month. And what we had found was that without a property segment, there weren't organically people who were listing properties for sale and for rent. And the response for that was actually quite good. As a result, about two years ago, we decided to embark on the property vertical and really make that a differentiation for us. I think for carousel and property, there are a couple of pain points that we have helped to solve in the market. The first is when you think about property, it's not only about buying and selling the property, but it's also about home ownership. So things like furnishings, uh, servicing your house, etc., makes Carousel a great platform as a one-stop shop. The second area, Chris, is that we identified that there are a lot of people in Singapore who had a preference to DIY, if you will, um, and there was not really a platform that enabled them to do that. So our competitors, for example, primarily only allow agents to list listings, whereas we believe that actually, you know what, if an owner wants to own and list their listings and sell themselves, why shouldn't we allow that? And we've allowed that. And as a result now, Chris, we've got about 6,000 direct owner listings on our platform, which makes our platform an area where home seekers can find unique listings that would not be on other platforms as well. No, when you mention DIY, what you mean is, you know, a private home owner's listing their own properties and then, you know, someone else coming in and dealing directly with an, another homeowner. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think there is a trend where homeowners are becoming a lot more savvy um, and they believe that they do have the time and they do have the relevant expertise. So why not either sell myself or rent my property out myself without the need to engage an agent? So we enable that on our platform. Are there cost savings there too? Oh, clearly, I mean, for homeowners who list on Carousel, it's free to list, right? So it's a free service that we provide. And I guess the savings that homeowners uh, receive are the savings that they make because they do not engage in an agent in this particular example. And it's not only, uh, I guess, for HDB. So you may notice that the government has actually enabled some direct uh, HDB transactions with their HDB portal. So we enable that as well by allowing uh, listers of HDB owners to list, but also for private condominiums as well. So what does this whole DIY buying and selling property trend mean for property owners, especially first-time property shoppers? I guess the trend is that there are more people who are willing to do it themselves. And I think it's because the generation of homeowners now have gone through, I guess, online and really understood what that means. And I think in terms of education and understanding of property, they've probably been through a, a couple of cycles. And as a result, the willingness to actually try themselves has increased. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. And now to our conversation with Lewis Ng, Chief Commercial Officer of Carousel, where we're talking about property buying 101, property shopping 101, I guess. So before the break, you're mentioning this trend of DIY property buying and selling people being more, I guess, active in doing things themselves, getting to the market directly. Could you maybe walk us through a step-by-step guide and how if someone was looking to buy their first property or their second property, what's the first thing they should do? Yeah, I think, you know, the first thing, obviously, always when looking at purchasing a property is understanding your finances. So really understanding the costs that are involved in buying a property. If you're engaging an agent, obviously your agency, but things like stamp duty, legal fees and all of that. And really understanding your own income levels and your expenses that you currently have. I think it's always wise to speak to a bank just to understand how much you can actually afford to purchase in a way that's comfortable for you. I think that's the first step so you can fine-tune what you can afford and what you can or cannot buy. The second, I think, is still really deciding whether or not you will want to engage in an agent or not. And I think if it's your first time, buying property is quite complex. So finding an agent is definitely something that would help. Having said that, as I mentioned earlier, and we were discussing earlier, Chris, there are a lot of owners who are listing themselves. So you can probably find a lot of direct owner listings on Carousel with over 6,000 listings there. So that's the second thing. The third is really thinking about private or public housing. As Singaporeans, everyone knows that public housing is heavily subsidized and you have an option to benefit from that privilege. So whether or not you want to use that privilege and purchase public housing is a consideration. You need to understand also, though, that it does come with income ceiling requirements. So you have to check your eligibility. The good news, however, here is that as of September last year, the ceiling has been increased to 14000 So you may have a better chance of owning public housing, even if you are earning a decent income. And then I think the last step is really just finding your picture home. You know, once you've made your choice and sorted your finances, the next comes to the fun part, which is really hunting for your property. Carousel has over 90,000 listings of HDB resale and condos that um, that you can choose from, from agents and direct owners themselves. So that's the fourth and final step. I, I love how you put that, you know, the, the fun of hunting for your property. Once you sort it out, you know, all, all the basics, you've got your financial position reviewed and all that, and you can really have fun and hunt. But do you have any tips for hunting then? I mean, tips such as don't rush or tips such as sleep on, sleep on some, <laughs> some of the deals or, or that, that sort of thing or just jump for the first one you see? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, you know, buying a property is one of the biggest investments in anyone's lifetime. So really taking the right amount of time to consider it well is important. So sleeping on it is, is a very good uh, piece of advice, Chris. But I think in terms of practicality as well, one of the things that people believe in uh, you know, if I'm buying a property, it's got to be a property that myself, I, my, I like and my family loves. And that's the most important, probably the, the only thing that's really guiding that property purchasing decision. But in fact, I think it is important that you think about what happens down the line when you are actually planning to sell the property. So in that sense, I think you have to also put on a little bit of investor mindset. And when you do that, I think it's important not only to look at the unit that you're buying or potentially buying, but also things like the neighborhood and its master plan, right? So, for example, homes that are closer to MRT stations tend to command higher premiums. Looking at the master plan, 
you can probably check out the UIA master plan to see what kind of development is intended for the neighborhood because that gives you an idea of uh, the longer term prospect of the property that you are buying. Simple things like what is going to be the impact of a new mall or hawker centers built nearby. You can think of it in a way that these facilities are built nearby. It's going to improve convenience and probably help with the price of your property in the future. But at the same time, you need to consider for yourself that probably means more traffic and congestion as well. So, you know, there's no real right or wrong answer. But what is important is really to understand what you are buying, what it is now, and what that area will become in the future. Good. Basically, be, be strategic. Do some research and look at the long term. Like you mentioned, it's a big ticket item. It's a huge commitment. So, uh, and it's something you'll be uh, a mortgage likely. You'll likely be servicing for some time. So, look at it from all angles and be careful of what you're getting into. Exactly. Great sense. sense. Well, thank you, Lewis. So, we've been speaking with Lewis, um, Chief Commercial Officer of Carousel. And thanks for walking us through Property Buying 101 and especially your four steps for approaching property purchase, especially for first or relatively new property buyers. That's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by Business Times. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.